Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Now her sister, Violet Bess, Rachachan and Ezra. We just nifted this week. And Mashabas Yitzchak. Yitzchak, Shem Ben Yitzchak, has passed this year already. Shem is sitting in Yan Eden. Deciphering all that he did in this world, all that happened, and how it was rectified, etc. May you have a lifting on Eden. The Shabbos Pashat Kisaytse, Yudalit El. Yudalit El is the day before Tezvav El. Tezvav El has several things to it. First of all, Siyad Musa, as we know, every month, 15th day of the month, is the full moon. But, more importantly, this year marks 125 years of the Siastas of Tem Chitmimim. The, the establishing of the Yeshiva's Tem Chitmimim. But the Rebbe Rashab said he wants Timimim, which he named later by Simchasteda, saying that they should be Timimim both in Nigla and Chassidus. Complete students. Yeshiva's Tem Chitmimim obviously is a yeshiva that has traveled from the Babich in throughout his travels leaving branches throughout the world and now the central yeshiva here in Tem based in Beis Chayinu the 770s in the parkway and in Brooklyn itself it has branches. A Tomim is a boy, a student, a Talmud. So we spoke last week, we didn't speak actually by the Shir, about Tom Tim Hashem How one needs to be complete. One needs to be totally devoted and dedicated to the Ebishtah in all his ways, physically and spiritually. And therefore, in Teim Chitmim, at 125 years, obviously is a time to, <laughs> in today's world, take on, make an appeal, people to support Teim Chitmim. It's difficult today. Times are very hard, very trying. When the person reaches into the pocket for tzedakah, today's Tanya, the al explains the person should give up to Chemish, up to 20%. But not more. Al Don't throw around money for stupidity, Stam. 
triviality to show how great you are. Also, don't bankrupt yourself. So when one reaches into their pocket, they look at organizations. Start listing. Not necessary. There are many organizations that are close to people's hearts. Many organizations that tear people's hearts open by hearing about them and listening to their mission statement. And then there's the yeshivas. In the years yesteryear, there was an occasional Achnasas Kala campaign. There was a Gemilas Southern campaign. There was different organizations which gave out free loans and obviously needed to have money to give out, to distribute, to loan officially. Those were organizations people used to go to and some people used to use them sometimes so they used to give money there. But yeshiva, saw the yeshiva, this is the chinuch, this is our future, this is the world today. Unfortunately, yeshivas fell off the map. Liach beis Chabad. I have children on shlichus. I know what it's like. They need to raise money. They need to raise money. What are they raising money for? Partially, it's their salary. Go get a job. I have a job. I'm a shliach. I'm a shliach. My, my son in New Zealand, I'll take only as an example of a shliach, young boy, has Barak Shabbat's Chabad, and had to buy now, he was forced to buy a house. So he bought a house with a garage. And Mi'at Hashem, the garage is going to convert to a woman's mikveh. It's not a $10,000 project. Closer to three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Why? Because look at Auckland, New Zealand. Are there Jews in Auckland, New Zealand? There are a lot of Jews in Auckland, New Zealand. There are Jews up north, north, and there are Jews down south. Down south is a flight. What there isn't is a proper woman's mikveh. There's a woman's mikveh there from the modern Orthodox shul which is an ill repair, unfortunately, and the women don't want to use it. My son told my wife yesterday that when this mikveh is set up, there's going to be a minimum of 25, 30 families, women, that will be using this mikveh on a monthly basis. Just to start, that he knows offhand, that his wife told him. man goes out, 20 plus years old, with a wife and a child, sets up camp in an Auckland, New Zealand. He has to rely on getting some meat from a kosher products from Australia. Baruch Hashem, he's from generations of shachtim, of slaughterers, and therefore 
as my father, my grandfather, great grandfather, all slaughtered. So he learned shkita as well, and he shechts chickens, and he's very good at it. But even that, a chicken live, where you buy it in America for about four or five dollars, he pays twenty. A chicken, live. So Baruch Hashem, since he's already kashered eight kitchens in New Zealand, in Auckland, there are eight, at least eight families that want to have kosher chicken. There are many more that want to have kosher chicken now because they want to eat kosher, but they didn't kosher their kitchen yet. So when he goes out, he has to organize to shecht 800 chickens or 1,000 chickens at a time, which is obviously a full day's work. Then he has to spend another day koshering them all. And then it goes into the freezers and everybody picks up, Everybody, some people buy it from him and some people just pick up a kosher chicken. I don't believe it's enough to go into the supermarket. Pure Mercedes Nefesh. Now ask another three maidlach, three daughters. So if I come to you, you're a man of means, person of means, woman of means, family of means. And I talk to you about women going to the mikveh, the greatness and the holiness, the kedusha of a mikveh. Or my son or somebody else comes and tries to have people be mishtatif in his mitzvah, join him in his mitzvah of the mikveh. It's an amazing organization. And the next guy comes in and asks for money for a yeshiva whose thousands of students and the children are learning and the children are becoming tamid chachamim and the children are becoming... You turn around and you say, Shliach, I don't know where else you can get your income except for people like myself. Yeshiva, go get schalimut. Excuse me, as a matter of fact... If I have children in yeshiva, or if I just had children in yeshiva, I know very well how much they charge. And they're relentless. They're pit bulls. They don't let you get away with it. You're charging that much intuition. And I'm sure you still have a donor, two or three, a sponsor that's backing you. You're not on the top of my list anymore. You're not on the top of the list. So when it comes to yeshiva, people are looking at it differently now today. Whereas the central yeshiva of Tem Chetim, 770 Eastern Parkway, where tuition is not charged, Bachram have to pay for, for dormitory, but not for tuition per se. So they're on college programs, they're on this, they're on that, but doesn't cut it doesn't cut it, there's mashpiyim, there's there are people so when we have to collect money for them it's not a simple task and it's a dire situation even just for now we give out what they need for Yom Tov. the basic needs, chicken, meat, fish wine Eighteen families now. They need to be given. They need to be distributed to. 
with children. So we tell you it's a budget of twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars. I'm not exaggerating. We give them whatever we can put together according to the budget that's raised. Doesn't come out of yeshiva sal- out of yeshiva paychecks. Doesn't come out of yeshiva's budget. It's separate raised funds to give these people food. That tears a little bit of people's hearts when you know people are getting directly food from this money. Nobody's getting commission. Nobody's getting money from it. Eh, that's a little different. This is the world of tzedakah. There was a Rav and a Rebetzin. They used to be partners in giving out tzedakah. The Rebetzin, though, was the first person you saw. When you came into the house, came to the Rebetzin, she gave you a grosh. A coin. If you were a first important person, a personality, etc., and you went and you got something to sell, and you got your way into the Rebbe, the Rebbe gave us lot. That was a hundred coins. Obviously, substantially more. There was one Nitzrich Nabuch, a person used to come every day. He's come to the Rebetzin, get his grosh. And with this he tried to, I don't know, support his family, feed his family, whatever he did. Every day. One day he was really, really crying, whatever it was, and somehow he got into the Rav. To the Rebbe, whatever. And he poured out his heart, and he gave him a zlat, gave him the hundred coins. Started to cry harder. So Rebbe, you have no idea. You should never know how severe, how hard the situation is. A house full of children. Please give me one more zlata for now. The Rav raised his eyebrow. Says, Zagmir, tell me something, Erbiyat. For months on end, you come to the rabbits and you get one coin. Now I give you a hundred coins. Now you're asking for two hundred? Did you ever ask the Rebetzin for two coins? <laughs> Man smiles. Says Rebbe. I got a coin. If I begged, I got a second coin. Still not getting me anywhere. Now I was Lata. That's a hundred coins. Now it's worth begging by you to get another one. That's a worthwhile thing to, to beg for. I'll have two hundred Latas. I'll be... A little bit on my feet. Two zlatas a bit on my feet. We all daven Tashem. We all daven every day to Akadosh Baruch Hu. And we daven everyone in their own way. Everyone in their own way. Some people with tefillin, some people with a thousand tefillin, some people with a, with a yarmulke on their head, some people with even that yarmulke on their head, some women will take a siddur and daven from soup to nuts and from the beginning to the end and some women will just say brachas and some women will just say Hashem please help me some will just say and that will be their davening 
But within their heart, within their soul, they're davening, Hashem, please give me. If I need a shidduch, if I need health, if I need security, if I need substantial, I need family, I need whatever it is. Person davens to themselves. They're not davening to themselves, they're davening to the Abishnah, but they're davening for themselves, from within themselves. This is why the Rebbe says that a woman should have on the main beam in the kitchen a pushka. It's a tzedakah box. Because every time we pray, we have to give tzedakah. We should give tzedakah to be able to show our Kaddish Baruch Hu a mitzvah to be mitzvah, to be attached to our prayer. And therefore, since women in the kitchen are always praying, I hope the food comes out good, I hope I don't burn it, I hope it's not too salty, not too, not too little salt. It doesn't overcook, it doesn't burn. Since they always say that, I pray, oh Hashem, please make sure my food comes out good. So the Rebbe says, have a pushka ready. So when you say that, you'll be able to get tzedakah. Hegeini? Is it a brilliant thing? No. It's commonsensical. But it's from the Rebbe. And if it's from the Rebbe, it's Kaddish. It's holy. And therefore, even if you're not yet a Lubavitcher Hasid, know that this is what the Rebbe asks. And it's a very, very glorious thing to attach to every prayer a mitzvah of tzedakah. And therefore, the Rebbe recommends always a person should put aside or give a coin or two before davening so that their tefillahs are elevated and come to where they belong. We are now in Chodesh El. Chodesh El, the tefillahs are not like the Chodesh Tammuz and the Chodesh Av, where people were in the country, in their bungalows, or on their vacations, on their yachts, on their tours, or if they were in Israel, some of them, if they were in Israel, they went to holy places, they found themselves davening. A whole different level. They never davened Shachas Mechamayim like this in their lives. They came to a holy place, to Kever Ochel, to Kever Oves, they came to the Kaisel, Amarovi. Oof. You feel it. You went to Rajbi, you went to Arizal, where all the other holy places start enumerating. But when you came to Davin a regular Mincha, a regular Shachas, a regular Maidav, did you ever say, I'm too tired, I, the touring was too much today, I'm going to just Davin Maidav in my house, in my apartment, and Fartik? And Maidav was a Yen, and Maidav didn't bother put on your hat and jacket and Galtel. You just get a chop up a mitzvah and getting weiter. You're on dacha. The mantedu, Elul is here. Elul is not summer. Sometimes it comes out in the summer still. But Elul is not summer vacation. Elul is melech basada. Elul, we don't ask for a kupke, for a coin. We ask for hundreds of coins. 
We're asking Melech Basada, we're seeing Panam Tzechakes, the king is in the field, smiling at each and every one of us and hearing out our Tfilais, preparing us for the holy month of Tishrei, preparing us for the davenings where we're going to ask literally for another year of life, another year of sustenance. For Shidduchim, for our children. Shalom Bayis for us and for our children. Protection of our grandchildren that they should learn. They should be able to learn. They should be able to understand. They should want to love learning Tera. So much to daven for. Comes Rosh Hashanah. And we stand before Melech, Malcham, Lachem, HaKadosh Baruch and we look to get and we beseech from HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the cry of the Shefer and the Kriya Zatera talking about the birth of Yitzchak and Akedah Yitzchak where Yitzchak brought up to the altar ready to become a sacrifice to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. El we're preparing for those moments. We're preparing ourselves. And people make sure to dive with a minion now. According to Kitzchak and Arach, people see to it they don't eat. If they eat a whole year of Stam, just dairy with a kosher symbol on it, they make sure to eat only Chol of Yisrael. In Chedish El. The same thing, past Yisrael bread that was baked properly and any other hidurim that they could come up with they can find they do in Chayyadeshel so that we show to the king in the field and we tell them Melech please accept my repentance accept my tshuva I mean it full heartedly I regret anything that I've done and I want to be henceforward forth on forward From here onward, I want to go forward, forging ahead in the best possible way. And now, at this time of the year, at this month, when it's Melech Basada, the king is in the field, that is our time to shine, our time to strike, our time to use this opportunity when we say the Davar Hashem Eidi, when we hear the Shefer now to prepare ourselves and this week Pasha always comes out in Chaydeshel Pasha of Kiseitze La Melchom Alevecha the first Pasuk as you go out to war against your enemy says the Pasuk, V'nosnu Hashem Eloikecha B'yedecha, and Hashem will give you all your enemies. Kiseite, you will go out, singular, V'nosnu, and Hashem will give all of them. It's plural. Why does it switch up?
sorry, the, the, it starts off saying, Oivecha, all your enemies. And then it says, Vinasnu, and it'll give you singular. In Taylor, everything is exact. There's no circumstance, there's no just happens to be, there's no coincidental, there's no mix and match words, everything is precise. And therefore, everything has a deeper meaning to it. Deeper than the simple what meets the eye explanation. And this Pasuk as well talks about, discusses the simple war. The simple war. But in a deeper meaning, there is a hint to a spiritual war that each and every one of us go out to battle. The enemy of every Jew is divided in two types. There's an enemy that fights against us physically. We put up with today's world, the anti-Semitism, physical enemy that we have. And then there are those enemies that attack spiritually. They go against the soul. So the Teda generalizes in this one word, Aivecha, your enemies. Both the enemy goes as attacking you physically and spiritually. And they're both one. They're both hand in hand. They're both forging us to serve HaKadosh Baruch And therefore, the one that wants to fight with us physically wants to fight with us spiritually as well. And the opposite. So the tailor is giving us a barometer. How to go out to war against our enemies. First and foremost, Kiseitse, you go out. You don't sit complacent and sit on your hands. Before even meeting the enemies, the person needs to go out. And go out with a flag, and go out with a belief, and go out with the strength that we believe in Hashem, and Hashem is going to help us, and we're going to follow Hashem. And this is an approach that we approach and head on, as you say, with the enemy.
for the Jew to know Lechatechila to begin with I am greater than my enemy that way HaKadosh Baruch Hu accompanies as well and thereby helping to conquer and to win the war so when a Jew goes out to war in this encounter he is guaranteed success he's guaranteed victory because he's going out to face it he's not sitting there and allowing the Yetzirah to come and tell him turn over put the snooze button you got time you don't got to be at work till 9 o'clock it's 16 minutes to get to work from the house it's 6 o'clock and you get up now what are you going to do? You're going to go to the mikra, you're going to go to Davin, you're going to Davin with a minion. Lazap. You need the rest. You went to sleep late last night. You had your child's wedding. You had this, you had that. Ach, please. Sit a little bit more in bed. Better for you. Second state of none. Kiseitse. You get up and out. You're at work. And there's a mincha minion. I can't shit. I can't. I, I'm in the middle of making millions. Just to stop everything. Just to go down. Just to go down mincha now. It's not. It's not. It's not doable. So, I, I, I'll, I'll pass. As a matter of fact, 4.30 is here. 4.30 is here. If I don't, I don't make it, I don't make it. I can always dive into Shemnesses by Meirev. I can always, there's a loophole. Shkia, I can dive a little later, I can dive after Shkia. <coughs> I, there might not be a minion. <coughs> might not be a minion. It's not without a minion. I'm busy. I'm busy. You're letting the Yitzhahara come to your desk. You come home from work at 5 o'clock, at 6 o'clock. You finally get home. You want to put on your slippers, take a shot of whiskey with the, on the ice, sit on your favorite recliner with the newspaper, relax a little bit, Zakhnu did all of a sudden, oh, you gotta go to Maidah. You gotta go to Maidah. Maidah is right across the street. On your block, they have a meal for Maidah. Or around the corner from your house, they have a meal for Maidah. Or two blocks away, 
But it's cold outside. I'm exhausted. I had a long day. I catched. Yeah, I get my shoes off. They're hurting my feet. I want to put on my slippers, put my feet up on my recliner, and wait for dinner. You go out head on. You don't let the Yitzhahara settle in on you. We keep a score at home. Gimara Baba Basra. Tezayin Amaralif. 16 side 1. Talks about the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara says, uh, Satan, this is the Satan. Your worst enemy, the enemy of your Neshama. The Malachamovis, the enemy of your body, wants to kill you. Do not invite him in. Do not sit him down to have a coffee with him or a shot of whiskey. His persona no grata. Not welcome here. You go out and you say to yourself, it's bitter cold outside. The wind is howling. i got to walk two blocks to Shul for Maidiv. But Maidiv is a Maidiv. And first of all, they might need me for a minion. And even if they don't need me for a minion, how can I not want a minion? And you put on your coat, you put on that sweater. And as much as the Sultan is telling you it's freezing, it's cold, you say, no, i got to go to minion. This seitze, this going out, journeying out, making the move, gives you immediately that slacha to conquer. Not only the outside sources, but even spiritually. And therefore, the guarantee of the tailor says, Venosinu, and they will give you. It will be given to you, Hashem Hashem will give you in your hand this Loshin Yochid, give each and every one of you. That's what it's talking about when it goes against the Yitzhahara. To go out and battle the Yitzhahara. The source of all evil, the source of the enemy. And the Tata adds, Vishavisa Shivya Slacha. You will capture. Happens. It happens sometimes, Khashoshon. The Yitzhara gets the better of us. We didn't go out to battle that day. And we fall into his web. And we get into his territory, into his turf. We're captured. We're captured literally in the hands of the, ba- of the evil. But the Teda tells us to be matzliach, to get out of this bad, to the shivyei. All that we succeed being captured until now 
Through great tshuva, all the sins not only are wiped away, they're reverted to merits. And they become schusim for us as if these were the mitzvahs. This war brings us to the Geula Mitz Hashlema. At which time, Veruach Atuma Avim in Oretz, the bad spirit will be wiped away from the world. The Yetzirah will be cut down entirely, and we will ultimately march to the victory of the Geula Mitz Hashlema. My favorite part of the Pasuk, of the Teda, of this Pasha. Ki korei kantsepur lefonecho. You will happen to pass by a nest. And the mitzvah of Shiluach Hakan. And the Teda says, You know what you get? Leman yitavloch. It'll be good for you. Barach Yomim, you will have longevity. Bachemu. Why? Such a simple mitzvah, sending away the mother bird, taking away the nest, gives us so much reward. Rashi tells us, Tate is trying to teach us exactly that. We had this lesson as well in two weeks ago when we learned about eating blood and it says Rak Chazak Adam strengthen yourself not to eat blood and we explained Rashi there also said Madach blood which people are revolted by General, general populace. And yet the tailor tells us, strengthen yourself not to eat the blood. To tell us how we need to strengthen ourselves for every single mitzvah and how the schus we have with every single mitzvah that we do. So much more so all the other mitzvahs. So here Rashi says, if such a simple mitzvah that involves nothing... You don't have to lay out money, you don't have to work hard for it, labor for it. And the Taylor tells us the Mani Tavlach Varakta Yamim Kalve Chemitzis how much more so the big stringent mitzvahs that we go through, that we go over and beyond, how much more so they merit us reward. We need to get something to the point here. Taylor is looking for a simple mitzvah where nothing, it doesn't cost you anything. And to show you how great reward is for mitzvahs, there's easier mitzvahs than this. You don't even have to really do anything to do it. Krishna. You're told to read Shema. 
When you say Shema Yisrael, and we have to, you learned Krishna Mitzvah You don't need to exert yourself. You don't need to climb on a ladder to get the the nest. You don't need to look for the nest in the tree. You don't need to see if it's a kosher bird, if it's not a kosher bird. Send away the mother once, twice, thrice, and then take the bird the eggs. It's involved. It's involved. Is there a monetary investment? No. You don't have to monetarily invest your money in it. But it's time-consuming to an extent that you got to go to a field. You know, not everybody has a backyard with trees. There's a guy, maybe more than one, that has a business. Shlucha Khan Mitzvah business. Come with me, I'll take you, I'll show you a nest. I found that I find the nests. I make sure they're kosher birds. I got you all set up. I even have a special ladder for it. It's a shluch Khan ladder. It goes to the mikvah every day. And you pay me $350, and you can do the mitzvah shluch Khan. Probably $360. No, $350. I cash me $350. Probably $360. For you to do the reward. <laughs> In Hebrew they would say, Adon Tembel, little fool. Taylor says clearly, that the mile of this mitzvah is no chsar and kiss. You don't have to lay out any money for it. And this guy is going and charging people to come to the mitzvah. It's not for doing the mitzvahs for me, my work for finding the place, for doing, for setting, well, irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's a mitzvah. If it happens in just you passing by and you find it, it's not a mitzvah that you have to go look for. It's but it's simpler mitzvah than that is Shema and for Shema it doesn't say the but the truth is that if you happen to come across it then there's nothing involved you're walking in a field and you see it you do it You're not doing anything else. If he wants, he takes the bed, the, the chiclets of the bird, the eggs. All you have to do afterwards is to keep fine, chasing away the mother. And for this, yet, the tailor says, the mitzvah is great, very great. Other mitzvahs, like Yishma, can awaken hardships. For example, when a person is very busy, we said before, he's doing other things. He has to stop the world and get off. He has to stop whatever he's doing, whatever he's involved in, and he has to go do, say Krishna. We said before, it's pretty trying person has to really, really be devoted and dedicated. And besides, saying Krishna is not something that's snap at a finger. It's 
say it with kavana. You have to say it with some intentions. So you got to stop everything that you're doing and say, okay, it's time for Zezman Krishna. Every morning there's a certain time with Krishna. You can only say until that time. Zezman Krishna is upon us, as we say. No. I better have a before Zezman Krishna. But I'm doing something now, something else. I can't have to stop what I'm doing and do this. Say Krishna. So the Taylor would have chosen this mitzvah to teach us the great schar the mitzvahs give us. We'd say, yeah. Because sometimes in the most difficult moments we have to stop and do what we're doing so that we can say Krishna. For some of us who find themselves in lodgings and places where they can't readily get kosher food. And if they don't supply their own, if they don't get their own kosher food, they have nothing to eat. And they can starve. They just lie there in bed and wither. Their mysterious nefesh, going out, making sure they have kosher food, keeping their dishes separate. But they have to live in this place for whatever reason, for how long they're going to have to be there. Their schus, their scar for keeping kosher is substantially greater than the person that lives in the kosher home, has everything at his fingertips, can go online, go on his phone, and just order whatever I want to order from the grocery store, from the fruit store, from any store I want, and it comes to my door. So this person, living in a place, first of all, where it doesn't come to their door, and life is that much more difficult, but yet, they persevere, and they see to it, that they keep kosher, and they keep what they have to keep at the level that they know how to do it, at the level that they can do it. If they're just buying a chayenu every week and saying chitas, saying whatever they're saying, repeating after somebody else words of Tera, because they themselves can't read, All this is what's called above and beyond. A person like this, we take our hat off to. A person like this, you want to embrace and say, I wish I can aspire to be like you. So when it comes though to Mrs. We need to see the level. So a mitzvah that has nothing really involved in it, for this the Torah tells us, The continues. 
and tells us another mitzvah. Shloch Khan, you sent away the bird. Okay, that's one mitzvah. Next mitzvah. Kisivne by his chodesh, vasisama kelegagecha. You will build a new, you will build yourself a new home, and you will make a makia, a gate around the roof. Then the Torah talks about other things you do. If you get a vineyard, if you get a field, if you have material, you should make sure they're not blended wool and linen, shatnas. And Rashi says, you know why all these things are coming on after this? If you do the mitzvah shloch hakan, everything else falls into place. Shloch haken, some people say. You build a new home, you do the mitzvah of Micah, and you have all the other things, fields, vineyards, nice clothing, shouldn't be shatnas. Mitzvah, gereres mitzvah. That in itself shows the significance of the mitzvah shloch hakan. It gives you the, the merit to roll one mitzvah into the other. So we see not only the reward of a mitzvah, but the strength of this simple mitzvah to cause and to get the roll over mitzvahs and awakens the actual neshama of the Jew. It was a mitzvah kala and doing a simple thing only. This comes, and with this, because it's Chedesh El, and we're preparing for the holy month, through this we are Zechet, Eksivach, Simateva, Shana, Teva, Mesukah, and all the facets and all the little pointers that can happen. So as we said before, a mitzvah that it will come about, will, will result of Shlach is building a home and making a fence. The Sisa Michael tells us the Tera why you're doing that. Should not, God forbid, cause spilling of blood when one falls off the roof first of all let's buy his Chodesh you say buy his Chodesh I can think maybe only on a new home if I just renovated my own home I don't have to or if I bought an old house only if I build a house from scratch, it sounds like saying, I build a house from scratch, I have to put it up. But if I don't build a house from scratch, I buy a house from somebody. I don't have that obligation, perhaps. Tells the Tata, no, it doesn't matter. If it's your house now, and it didn't have a mic until now, you have to put one. Secondly, what is the Pasuk saying? Kiyipel ha-neifel mimenu. Kiyipel mimenu. If somebody falls down, what's the neifel? What's the neifel? The, the faller? He hasn't fallen yet. 
the Torah calls him a knife already, as if he fell already. According to Nigel of the Teda, we can't really find a sufficient answer for this. This is a, this is one of those examples where in Teda that you can explain only according to the Mashmoyas of Pnimiyas HaTeda. HaKadosh Baruch Hu leaves over in, our, in this Teda Things that we have to understand and explain, not just simply, but through Primius Atera. Why? So that it should be ingrained within the heart of the person. And we should recognize the boundaries and the inner sources to all these things. So this is what the Tera is telling us. When a Jew reaches to the shlav, to the the new stage in life where he's getting married, he or she are getting married. And he's going to build a new home, a new edifice amongst Kali Yisrael. The beginning of the Mishnah says, Beisei Zuishtei. His house, that's his wife. He has to make a mic here. He has to have certain boundaries. And he can't just rely on the boundaries from before. He has to set down totally new boundaries. Why are the old ones not good enough? Taylor explains. Keep an eye for me, For the one that will fall from it, the one that has fallen from it will fall. Again, making reference to somebody that had already fallen. Building the house, the Bayez Chodesh, has to be with the way in the in the place in the path where it's not what it was before. Now you're getting married. You're leaving the yeshiva world. You're leaving the four cubits of yeshiva, the walls of yeshiva, and you're going out to build a bias neman. <coughs> you're in a different shlav now. Sometimes you have to make a panosa. You have to support your family. This person is no longer what he was before. He's stepped down a little bit from his spirituality that he was on fire with as a single person in the Baka. 
Taylor tells us you need to be very careful, protect yourself, and through these special gates. On the other hand, even though a Jew reaches to this new category, to this new shlav, in life, it's considered an eiffel. Still in all, he needs to build a Bayez Kaddish. Because only through that can it come through the true creation, the new entity. And there becomes a Dirale is with Tachtenim. That's Tachlis of all the Bria. That's the reason we created. Therefore, the Taylor teaches us that don't keep yourself only in the four cubits, your personal, and detach yourself from the world. The person needs to build bias. He needs to make his Baruch and not to be frightened about the Yerida and the Nefila that has involved in it. Because Dafka through this Yerida going down off the level of Yeshiva Bacha to a Balabos, they come to a greater Aliyah, which is the Chiddush of the, the new, the true, the true building of an edifice. On the other hand, a person needs to remember in order to succeed in this Aveda. Let's do the Gashmias in the world. Make it a vessel for spirituality. And this is done by making a Maika. The making of that gate, which means a Mechitza Avdola from Inyana Elam. A separation, a bound, a border between the physical world and yourself. How to be careful not to get totally wrapped up in the world but rather keep that wall, that gate around us, and this way we're with Sliach, to build the Bayez Chodesh, and to fulfill the Kavana Yena, Dira B'Tachtenim, may we all merit to build the ultimate third base HaMikdash, and be Yerushalayim, Yerakedesh, and as we are Melech Basada, should be, Ksiva V'Ksimateva, Shanateva M'Suka, Himala Hashem Kol M'Shalis Libenu, the Teva V'Levracha, the Shabbos to all.